0: Well, hey guys, welcome and thanks so much for tuning into Let's Be Blunt with Montel. And I am so proud to have this interview that I'm about to do. It chokes me up a little bit. And why? I have been talking about on oh, Let's Be Blunt now for a full year over the disgrace of the cannabis racism and the institutionalized hatred that has surrounded cannabis for now 100 years. And I am blessed and fortunate to have on the show today someone who is a living example of what it is I am talking about. What is that, Montel? I told you that it's just because of one guy and and nearly not one guy, but it's because of the efforts of one guy, a guy by the name of Harry Anslinger, back almost 100 years ago now, who was one of the leaders in the prohibition movement for alcohol, who, while he was a a prohibitionist for alcohol, literally walked around the country touting the fact that he thought that cannabis and marijuana was a less violent drug and would be a better option for people than alcohol. Then all of a sudden the guy loses his job and needed something to do, so he decided to reach out to his boys, William Randall Hearst and Charles DuPont, and get funding to pressure our government into making something illegal back in 1937 based on what's called the Marijuana Tax Act. He started making marijuana and hemp illegal and did so by literally convincing a nation and a world that this was something that only those darkies did, something that only those black people did, something that only those Mexicans did and vilified cannabis in such a way that over the course of now the last hundred years, Since the Marijuana Tax Act was passed in 1937, we've seen that almost 80 percent of all people arrested for cannabis violations in America and around the world are people of color. Where they allow people who aren't of color to do the thing and use an excuse. I don't want to put them in prison with all those people. This was nothing more than a new enslavement tool. They had lost all chances of enslaving black people and Mexicans. They decided that instead of using chains, let's use bars. Let's use this as a tool to put them in prison because we know that they do this and we know that we can catch them with this. And as a matter of fact, not only can we catch them with this, this is something that they actually plied us with, you know, back during slavery and at the end of slavery and throughout the whole slavery. Cannabis was something that slave owners used to subdue the slaves, let them smoke it and consume it. Let them use it, but then all of a sudden, 1937, here we come with this tax with this law that vilifies cannabis in a way that gives those racists another tool in which they could literally go after people of color any way they wanted. And then you jump forward and look at the 60s and the early 70s, where we had a government that just stood by and made sure that. Cannabis and other illicit drugs were open flow into our inner cities of America, trying their best to get substances into our towns so that they could then turn around and arrest people for doing it. And while this was going on, this left so many of us, so many African-Americans and so many Hispanics, literally as victims on the battlefield. We weren't collateral damage. We were direct damage. And an easy way to help fill up all of the then starting burgeoning for profit prisons that were taking off across the country. We look back about three years ago, four years ago, I think about 50 percent of all arrests in this country were because of cannabis. For either minor possession. And most cannabis violations are can- or violations that are nonviolent crimes. And that brings me to why I'm so happy to have the guest all that we have today. I guess today never in his life committed a violent crime. But he was is the longest serving nonviolent offender in Michigan state history. He was sentenced to 40 to 60 years. And he spent the last 26 years of his life in a Michigan prison for a cannabis-related charge, even though recreational cannabis was legalized in Michigan back in 2018. By the end of 2021, recreational cannabis is projected to be worth about $1.5 billion in the industry in Michigan alone. He spent almost half his life in prison for selling something that is legal today that people are making money off of that not a lot of people who are of of color are making money off in the state of Michigan. It cost the state close to a million dollars to keep him in prison over the course of the last 26 years. It was one of the most egregious cases of injustice going on in this entire country. And fortunately, with the hard work of the last prison project, the grassroots law project, and the support of hundreds of thousands of people who signed petitions and helped raise the awareness, he was granted clemen- clemency and released from prison on january twenty eighth Mister Michael Thompson, my goodness sir, welcome, and thank you so much for being a guest here on let 's be Blunt with montel Thank you sir
1: thank
0: you, thank you monte uh... i i i i don't I, I really wish I could figure out where to begin with you, my brother I, I wanna start by going way back and starting at the beginning of the story. Um, You were a minor marijuana dealer, correct? Right. Um, Had you done this for a long, let's let's go back. Tell me a little bit about your childhood where you grew up and what got you into selling marijuana to begin with. So let's start there. Well,
1: what got me into selling marijuana was uh,
0: I wanted a better life for my family. Uh-huh. And so, you know, like anybody else, you were got into the hustle and started hustling. And um how old well, how old were you then when you started? Uh, I was young when I started
1: selling marijuana.
0: It was mm-hmm. a long time
1: ago, you know, what I'm saying that once I started selling marijuana. But my thing was uh, my tell is this uh, I just want uh, people like yourself, you know, saying to uh, 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 don't give up uh, speaking.
0: Don't give up? No, sir. I definitely won't give up. Take your time.
1: Man,
0: I hate this. (sighs) I know, my brother. As, as keep people like yourself
1: to, to don't give up on guys that that need a chance like me.
0: And, well, you had hundreds of thousands of people who didn't want to give up on you, sir. I mean, you know, we look back at your history and and. You know, yeah, okay. So you got caught for selling three pounds to an undercover police officer. However, pounds are being sold in your state on a daily basis. Now, people are making money off of those pounds. And even after you, even after the law was passed to allow for recreational cannabis in your state, they kept you in prison for another year, two years and a half. I, you know, uh, can you can you take me back? Maybe let's talk about something that may maybe be less emotional. Take me back to when, let's go back to when you got arrested. Let's go back to when you got caught.
1: When go I got arrested, uh, this is a friend of mine that, I held this baby, uh, he was a manager of a muffler company, and he asked me to call me one day to ask me, could he get three pounds? And, and I told him I wasn't doing it anymore, which I was, I was fading out of it. Um, I was doing good on my productions. You know, I was doing Aretha Franklin and all of them, mm-hmm. uh, Patti LaBelle, uh, Temptation OJs, uh, Dramatics, uh, and uh, Gerald LaVert and on and on. And so I was doing good there, and that's where my love was. You know, what I'm saying? Uh, doing uh, promotions and and uh, concert productions. And so, so I just uh, uh, I told him that uh, I really went into it no more. But he kept on playing with my conscience and make me feel guilty because he said he was doing a lot for my family. Uh, 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 give him muffled deals uh, shock deals and all that kind of stuff and so finally I gave in and told him I would do it for him and I get, get him three pounds of marijuana so that's what happened uh getting him three pounds of marijuana and, and come to find out that he was working for the police because they had to deal with him he, he, had, he had some problems of his own I didn't know that and I so he gave me up for saving himself save him and his wife
0: And you know the vile they 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 arrested you for the marijuana, and they used the marijuana as an opportunity to then search your house. Correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They used the the marijuana to search my house. uh, they they knew all the time that, that there was no buy money in the house. Uh, when, uh, what it was, was they wanted to find something to go in my house so they can get a gun charge. And so uh, they can get a gun charge. If they can get a gun charge, they can stack the charges on them. And that's what they do in Michigan, my right dear. Uh, they stack charges on you a lot, especially if you're a person of color. Uh, they stack charges on you. And, uh, and another thing they do, uh, they put the habitual offender on and they create something that puts them into fitting when they stack the charges, and uh, that's what they do uh, people in Michigan. It, it's, it, it's like having a rope and, and, and hanging a person by his color by the color of his skin. And so So basically what I'm saying is uh, Michigan uh, uh, laws and, and, and the justice system is broken. Man, it's broken. And, and, and I'm talking about uh, the hatred. Now, look what they did to me. The judge, they need to check some of these judges out, man, because this lady gave me 42 to 60 years for three pounds of marijuana and felony I Man, Come on, man. I didn't handle no didn't gun even. It was, wasn't even connected to
0: the crime. But they, they, the, the guns, let's talk about that, because when they went and they searched your house, they found a gun in a safe, which was a yeah. A a antique, right, right. That was something that was just a a, a collector's <laughs> item, collector's item being right. used. And your wife had a gun that was a legally registered weapon, but yeah. they stacked it up against you because you had a prior arrest and said that you you a domicile that must then belong to you too, even though they knew <laughs> it yeah. from you.
1: Yeah, right,
0: right, right. And so that's the reason why they were able to give you that forty to sixty years.
1: There you go because after you put that bitch on me and they found the guns and I had a prior record. So 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 now the guns have become a floater and now they can give me life. And that's what a lot of young people don't understand, man. Right? They don't understand that don't let them just pat you on the wrist and, and say, okay, well we need probation, but, but uh, the thing is when they stack them felonies on you, oh man, you know what I'm saying? You dealing with a life bit.
0: And you know I mean no now did did not back did you not have was it a public defender that that handled your case back then, or did you have a real lawyer
1: no i had a lawyer I had a lawyer, but lawyers smoking crack. yeah uh, uh he was uh they they found him in a uh hiding in a closet when he did a raid, he was in hiding in a closet and then kind of find I gave him forty thousand dollars to represent me,
0: and he's smoking I didn't know that. That's absolutely insane, and so you really didn't have reasonable reputa- representation. So I mean, okay, so you go through the trial while the trial was going. on. Did you think that judge was going to say to you forty to sixty years?
1: No, not, not, not even close. I didn't mean, that, think that, uh, because I asked my lawyer when she said it. I said, "Ask my lawyer." I turned to my lawyer. I said, "Man, what did she say? What did she say?" And he said, "Just a minute. Just just be cool. Just be calm." And and then then so uh he said. Your Honor, for clarification to the court, is you talking about forty-two to sixty months? She said, "No, forty-two to sixty years."
0: And, and and what went through your heart and mind when those words came out, sir? Well, I thought she was crazy.
1: You know, right. you know, I said, "Man, she crazy." You know. I mean, man, it's, it's just like, man, you know, I know guys that put broomstick up somebody's ass and killed them and
0: didn't get no uh, 42 to 60 years. Right. And they led you out of the courtroom, put handcuffs on you, took you in, put you in that 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 bus. The t- well, t- well, when they got me in the
1: back, they said, uh, one of the officers said, and my lawyer told me this week, cool. he said, O.J. Simpson should have been wearing these shoes.
0: That's crazy.
1: And uh, so I just looked at him, I said, Wow, OJ Simpson. I, I, he, uh, I got something to do with OJ Simpson.
0: Sick, my friend. So, I mean, did you think immediately you'd be able to get an appeal heard and they would change this? To, like, was this 1996?
1: Yeah, but I didn't think I'd be in prison two years, my dear. I didn't think I'd be in prison two years. I mean, I mean, I would bet anybody I'd be in prison. They gonna this this ain't gonna stick. Ain't no way this court system, appeal system will let this stand. And then twenty-five years later.
0: And through that 25 year, well, first off, the first year ticks by. And uh, I want to go back to that first night in that prison cell. You said you were sitting there going, no, this ain't this ain't real. This can't be real. It's not gonna be real. I ain't gonna be here for twenty for, for <laughs> no 40 years. That's not happening. Right. Day five goes by and what were you saying? Holy shit. <laughs>
1: uh, well, yeah, I started facing reality. I started facing reality that uh it's something wrong
0: with the system. And did you get lawyers to start the process of appeal? Oh uh, man, you?
1: lots of money. Lots of money went to appeal lawyers. Uh, Seventeen thousand here, twenty thousand here. You know, just and they just them lawyers just eating me up. And that's the reason why I don't I don't smile with lawyers like I used to because uh, these lawyers is, is playing the game as well.
0: Right. They just kept taking your money and not solving the problem. I'm just taking my money, you know, and,
1: you know, it's just, it's just, you know, but, but I'm just saying they're taking my money, but how many others' money are they taking? Right. You know, I'm just talking about where do it stop at, my You know, uh, when do a guy get representation in this country? I mean, where do it start at? I thought it started when you pay a little lawyer, and uh, he probably had some kind of character by itself, you know. And, uh, and it seemed like when you pay a lawyer, you got to worry about him.
0: Right. So how, Michael, how, you know, again, your record in prison was a model prisoner. But how did you keep yourself focused? What was what was going on that first 40 years, the first year? How did you keep yourself focused the first year?
1: Well, I kept my first so focused because I kept the faith. You know, I kept the faith that uh, it, it was gonna happen. I never lost faith that it was gonna happen. I knew I knew at some point it was gonna happen. <laughs> but I didn't think twenty five years later, so I didn't think it was that far. But,
0: I mean, uh, well along the way did did uh, you filed for clemency the Governor Whitner became the governor or what in um who 20, yeah. uh, 2016 or so? or 20, I don't know how long she was, when she became governor. But you filed for clemency before Governor Whitmer, did you not? Right,
1: right. Uh, a Republican uh, governor, yes. Snyder. Snyder. Uh, uh, yes, I filed for him. And uh, I didn't expect too much or nothing. He, he, held, he held my petition for a long time. And then when he was getting ready to leave, and then he decided not to
0: regret it. He just denied it.
1: Yeah, he just said, but he held it so long. You know, and, and I thought it was oversight. I thought it, and uh the mayor, uh Flint right now, Sheldon Nealing, uh, told me that uh, uh that he thought he was gonna do something with it. It comes he finally never did.
0: And I mean, what were people saying to you, even I mean, while you were while you were going, look, I mean, come on now, stop and put the reality hat on here. Look at my case. Why are people treating me this way? What was the answer that you would get?
1: Well, I stopped worrying about that, at my dad. I stopped worrying about what they what they were thinking. I was trying to now turn to what my nature, the nature of me, and that's saving other people. And uh, and and I, I started a, a thing called uh, uh, "Wash your, Wash Your Heart Off." And uh I did some workshops with some uh young people in there and, and man, they were really loving it. And I let them know though how much uh uh an honorable man means to me. And and I also let them know that the only one can give orders, I'm them gangbangers. I said the only one can give orders is the one who's earning stripes. I said, anybody that's been to the military, I tell you, you can't take it. They don't know nobody giving orders in the military unless they done earn some stripes. And so you got these young people out you know, in these gangs and trying to imitate the uh, military. And they got their little sergeants and all that. You know what I'm saying? And I said, man, you, you guys playing games. And so what I did, and I broke it down to them. In a way they can understand it. I told him that. I said, You uh you got a guy who used to be an A student. And then uh he 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 started using drugs and he started getting kicked in the ass and and slapped around in the streets and nobody showed him no respect and he lived underneath the bridge. And so then he caught a case. And he come to prison, they wash him off, put him in the same clothes on. Everybody looked look the same. So you don't know who who this man is. This man lived on lived underneath the bridge. But now he didn't come in here and, and he, remember he went when he was a student, and now he 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 can read the Bible, he can read the Quran well, he can read the laws to them guys. And now uh, he really profound to some of the young guys and, and he really fascinates them. And, but they don't know who he, where he come from, but now he's giving orders now. He's giving this man orders, put his life online because just for his word. And then, but what he don't, well, what they don't know, this man ain't never earned no stripes, but he giving orders. And this happens all over the world. You know, people that, Giving orders and, and and young guys following me. guys is that that they much way smarter than the guys that they giving giving them the orders. These young guys is following guys that's that's that that don't have nothing coming, but they got a whole lot coming. The only thing they got to do is just have more confidence in themselves. And uh, my thing was when I went to prison, my dear was. I went in uh well they called me Miko, and I went in and I said that my name is Miko, not Chico, and I ain't going to change my name for nobody i I went in with one name, I'm coming out with one name. I don't join nothing and i and I said that you know i i I put it that I'm a man, just like another man, and uh, I salute anybody that stands up like a man, but the ones who can't. I don't down them because there's a lot of pressure they put on them on young people in prison right now. A lot of pressure. that's the reason why one of the things I want to talk about, you know, because uh, these streets is bloody, a lot of blood all over the streets, man, because they're not listening, and uh, they don't care. they don't care to try to stop the blood. And uh, I did 25 years. And, and 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 they can use me as a study, man. And, and I can tell them some things that they can do to simply kill all this, man. They can kill all this. But they don't care. They don't want it because that workshop I was telling you about, the one that I was doing with the young people, it was so successful. It just had nothing to do with no certificate. It just had something with it. It had to do with a guy's heart. If a guy wanted to wash his heart off, because everything starts with the heart. And if you wash that hard off, man, you can be truly free.
0: You were helping those guys, and they were the guy. Clearly, guys going through your your program were staying out of trouble,
1: right? They were staying out of trouble, but what's so bad? But one day they they told us to stop it. They no longer want you want us to uh, do them workshop. And I said, ask them why. And they said, We just don't want it. So what I'm telling you is. They couldn't believe that these guys were following this program. And they couldn't believe they were following this program and they were not getting no certificates, no nothing. They were doing it on their own. They was committed to something on their own for themselves. They couldn't believe that, my dear. And they made you stop it. They made me stop it. They made me stop it. And so I said to myself, I said, man, I want to do they really give a damn? Do they really care? Do they do they really want 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 peace in this country? Do they want love in this country? Do they even care about love? You know, and I I just that confused me, man. You know,
0: how many how many years ago was that, or how many years into your time was that? Well,
1: just, just recently I did this, you know what I'm saying? Right before I came out, it's this about uh, two years after I came out.
0: Two years before you came out, they made it.
1: Yeah, 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 two years before I came out and uh, and uh, they didn't give no any reason. And, and it just, them guys here, yeah, them young guys was really loving it, man. They were really, they were front and center. Every time uh, we did a bread breaking, you know, we fixed for, for everybody and everybody, uh, had a meal and he had pops and everything. And so I asked uh a uh, guy was joining with me. I said, How many people you think are gonna salute me when I tell them to, when, when I salute them from the heart? Because they get yeah, they, they gang bangers, they belong to different organizations, and stuff like that. I said, How many people you think would will, will salute? And uh he said, probably about four. Mateo, I, I saluted them from my heart to their heart. And every one of them did it at the same time. Every one. And my friend didn't think before was gonna do it. And that right there told me that I touched something. I well, moved something.
0: Even though, but I mean, now the system acknowledged the fact that you were model, acknowledged the fact that you were doing good for other inmates. But they still made you stop your program. Yes. And the question
1: is, why? Why would they want to stop something that was going doing good?
0: And he never gave you an answer. No. During all that time that you were trying to do good for others, you were still trying to get out. I mean, I know that back in 2018, again, you said that you first applied, or I guess you you must have filed with Governor Snyder before 2018. Right. Right. And, you know, you didn't have the end swell or you didn't have the the swell of support that you got under the Whitmer administration. When you started to find out that there were people on the outside that were starting to root for you and starting to talk about how egregiously offensive it was for you to be in there for as long as you were. How did that make you feel? Man, it made me feel
1: good. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, and and. It, especially somebody that you know and I have a lot of respect for you know uh, his, his his talk show such as yours it made me feel good because that, that gave me some real hope and then when Chelsea Hano and, and uh, Sean King and everybody started coming on board right, and that that was that was that was a blessing then um snoop Dogg and all of them started making comments you know that's you know that was an honor man for me to receive that from him and uh, and they didn't have to do that. And then when uh, Kim Kardashian uh, uh, got the lawyer for me, Kim uh, uh, out of Ohio, and uh, that lawyer she, she she fought hard, she fought real hard. And so it just all them people didn't even know me. They didn't even know me, but they was fighting for me. And you, and yeah. you fought, man, you fought it. You fought, you fought, you fought. You was coming. I said, man, wait a minute. I think I met him somewhere before. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, you you fight like you. You've been knowing me all your life, man.
0: Well, you know what? I've known of you for quite a long time and always had respect for you, my friend, and and really thought that it was just pure and simple insanity. I kept thinking every step. I I will tell you that I kept thinking it's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen tomorrow. They're going to let him out tomorrow. They're going to make a decision tomorrow. I mean, I, I, and I'm sure that when you started getting and found out you know, a couple hundred thousand people had signed a petition for you, you must have felt the same way, that this is going to happen real soon, but it still took another two and a half years. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, man. And I, I didn't think I had enough two and a half years in me. I really didn't.
0: Know. I know, yeah, I mean, I know. You know again, when governor, between Whitmer Snyder and Whitmer, you read the newspaper, so then you hear that the state of Michigan passes a law that allows for marijuana to be sold and sold legally. What? What did the, I see? Roll your eyes, my brother. I mean, what went through your mind, man? Come on.
1: See, man, I was wondering, was I crazy or they crazy? You know, what I'm saying because I am wait, this this don't take no brains. This take common sense. You know, this is this is like, so, so some simple stuff, man. It don't take no rocket science to figure out, you know what I'm saying, this man, well, now since you legalize everything, you know what I'm saying, why is this man still lingering in prison?
0: Right, I mean, they, they, I, and, and what was, what was the answer you were getting from other people, or from lawyers or from, you know, the, the the jail system? What were they saying? Well, it was
1: lost as much as I was because they they were wondering, man, why are you still in prison? What, what's going on? What's your lawyer doing? And everything, so it's just, Everybody was fighting, man, but it seemed like nothing was going, everything was a stalemate, you know? And and until and people like yourself and, and other people started, you know, kicking the doors down, you know, and, and uh, started, started spitting the truth to them. And, uh, and I knew I was going to be all right, but I just didn't know when.
0: Right. You never gave up hope? No, I
1: never gave even up hope because, uh, because the people that believed in me, they didn't never give a vote. All
0: right. You lost your father, your mother, you lost your son while you were in prison, did you not? Yeah, right. Somebody told me, that I, I what year was it that you went to your, your mother's funeral, right? And they sent you there handcuffed?
1: Yeah, they sent me there handcuffed. Matter of fact, uh, they didn't only send me there handcuff. Uh, they forgot to send me, and uh, my... My nephew was the state representative at the time, and, and he raised hell to get me there, to him to get me there. And so they had to take me to the church, usually they'd take me to the funeral home, but they had to take me to the church because they weren't even, even going to take me at first.
0: That's insanity, my friend. What has it been like? Tell me a little bit about, I mean, when the, well, first off, let's back up. When you finally heard that, heard the news, they what they let you out at what, four in the morning?
1: Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. First they said I was gonna get out at eight o'clock in the morning. Like everybody else do. And uh, then they come back and said, uh, no, you are leaving at four. I said, Well, yeah, you got time to call your people. And uh they said, get out at four o'clock in the morning. I said, four o'clock in the morning. I said, Wow. I said, wow. So then not only did they let me out at 4 o'clock in the morning, and they didn't give me no kind of reentry. I didn't know nothing, nothing about nothing. I was wondering what I was supposed to do. And then uh, giving a person a duffel bag and take home with you. I said, no, no, man. I said, just policy and everything else. Man, they gave me a duffel bag. And, and I'm looking there. I, said, I asked my daughter. I said, where well, you get this duffel bag at? She said they gave it to me. told me, go ahead and take it, Your clothes and some, some of your properties in there. I said they gave you a duffel bag. My dear, that's nowhere. They will give you a duffel bag. bag to take home. But they gave me one.
0: And they 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 didn't even prep you for the for leaving prison. No, they
1: nah, no, They didn't give me no prepping, They in there. Give me anything. They 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 because they, they gave me some of the stuff that. When they're taken, when I first went to prison, if they got it, they supposed to give me it back to me, but they didn't give me anything like that. I was Damn. lost. I was coming out I was coming out of prison like this. If you see me and you see the first day I walked out, I was doing like this. Cause I was doing like that. Cause I want to know whether i really truly free. You know, because man, I didn't know. If I was truly really free, I was feeling like somebody just let me out the jungle. You know, just let me out the jungle and put me in the city.
0: That's so crazy. I mean, now, I mean, are you, w- w- tell me your status. Did they give you clemency or did she pardon you? What is the status? What was what was the decision? They gave him a commutation. Commutation. So that yeah. means they basically let you out for time served.
1: No, they, they, no, they, 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 uh, uh, let me go free, but they gave me four years probation.
0: Four years probation. Yeah, so that's
1: basically what I'm doing. I'm still doing prison time. You know, uh, because i am on i got what with white gloves on. Uh, I got uh, any little thing and put me back in prison. They can lie on me and put me back in prison. Right now, four years is too much, man, for anybody after they ain't done it, twenty-five years. Uh, and then you give him another four years. When you see that you made a mistake, and you see that uh, uh, you should correct this mistake many years ago, but now you refuse to correct the mistake, and so you make it sound like you did did something for me when uh, you set me free. But the same at the same time, you gave me four years to do under your jurisdiction.
0: And right like now, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to say, you're 70 years old, right? Yes. So they can't require you to find a job because there's nobody out there hiring for people of your age, right? Right. But is that a requirement that you had to find a job? Well, well
1: yeah, but I got to, uh, I got to, that's, that's something I want to speak about as well, uh, I'm tell, uh There are some good people in the industry you know, uh, marijuana industry. And just what so happened, one reached out to me when I was in prison. His name Bob Dodge. And he reached out to me, man. And he, not only that, he bought my daughter a bed, bought her something else, you know, during the time I was locked up. My daughter kept, she came back to me and said, Dad, you, think you got to meet this guy. This guy is really, he, he he's a good guy. And uh, he want to help you. I said, yeah, well, okay. And so I didn't really pay too much attention to it. And then when I got out, when I got released, I met him at this, this dinner they had for me, you know, when I got released and uh and I spoke to him, man, and he felt real, you know, how you can get good vibes from somebody, how you yeah. can you know, and I I, I deal on on that spiritual thing, you know, saying I I I can flow with another guy's spirit, you know, that's what I feel. And that's what kept me alive all these. I can and, his, and his spirit was was real. And uh when he spoke uh I felt him. And uh everything that he said, Montel, he died. Uh, like I got this cane right here. I've been crying for, for his pain for 14 years. Uh I've just been in pain, man. Just, I just feel like my groin, feel like it hurt. Come to find out I had a bad hip, man. You know what I'm saying? I, hip I wore down after so many years, wore it wore down. And so he, he picked up the phone and got me an MRI done, a scam and everything. And they seen that, man, my bone was rubbing against another bone. Oh, like, it got that bad because I've been crying for 14 years for some help. And the healthcare the system is, it is all the way broken. They do not care. And so he picked up the phone and got me. Then, then he got me the doctor, and now I got I got to have surgery tomorrow.
0: Oh my goodness! I hope it goes well. Yeah, you're do you a hip replacement. Yeah, right. Got it. I know. Hmm. In Michigan, wow! I wish I would have known about that ahead of time. As you know, there's a guy who's a very close friend of mine who is one of the top hip replacement doctors in the is in Flint, Michigan. What? Yes one of the top ones in the country. I would have reached out to him for you if i had known that earlier.
1: Oh, my dear, man. Sorry, my friend, but yeah, you know, are, all
0: right. are, they, are they doing it robotically? Do you know? I don't
1: know. I don't know anything, but the, the guy that I was speaking about is right here next to me. Uh, his name Bob Dodge. He's ready right, you to know, He want to help me get the doctor that, that, that examined me, and they would be real thorough, man. And then help me get the dentist, I just did, oh man, she been, she, my friend, she called me today and I, said, did I need anything, some help to make sure everything was straight. And, uh, and she been, she's been an angel, man. And, and, uh, it just, uh, uh, him, the reason why I speak about him, you know, that's the reason why I can't speak about all marijuana companies, because some is, uh, doing good, uh for, uh, for the people. And, and, uh, and, and thank God. They got some big marijuana companies because mm-hmm. because they got the heart to uh, uh, do something real good for the people that need help, mm-hmm. and uh, and they listen, man. They listen. If you go to them with with uh, uh, some something that you know got some fruit to it, they'll listen to you. But if you go to them just trying to get some money and trying to play games, they don't. Uh, they shouldn't listen listen to you. But the thing is, there's got they got some good people in the industry. all of them is not bad They're like oh, no,
0: yeah, the industry did step up to the plate to help you, my friend. I mean, I know that you know the last prison project, which is sponsored by the industry, um you know a lot of people came through, signed petitions and literally did a lot of the hard work, and heavy lifting to help get you out. Um, are they helping you right now trying to find a job? but again, I, I didn't answer me with that question. Does the state require you to have a job now?
1: Yeah, okay, but let me ask Let me ask a question. You're right because I didn't answer the question. I, uh, uh, I am hired by him. Got it. Uh, and uh, he hired me, and, and uh, he's been paying me every month good out of my town. And he's been making sure I got everything I need. And uh the home I'm living in right now, it's a beautiful home. He made sure uh, that that and, and through this uh, well Sean King he stepped up like never before through this GoFundMe thing. And uh so it just uh, uh just like uh when I need like I need somebody to operate this computer, you know, stuff like because I, I wouldn't you know, you got to understand, man. I'm totally ignorant to these computers. I'm trying to get used to the car talking to me, you know, and <laughs> uh, and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to get get me with that because I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm I'm touching it and I'm trying to it really man. How in the hell they did this? How, in the, how in the, they they got a car I can tell you you can be in California. And I can tell you punch it in and they can tell you take me to California. You know, man, that that ain't something you just look over, man. That's a that's some that's some brilliant stuff going on, man. My
0: mind wide. Yeah, so many things changed from the time that you went into the time now. I mean, it, it, are you are you finding it do, do people recognize you on the streets there?
1: Yeah, they recognize me. Yeah, they recognize me. Uh it's funny, you know, that, it, you know, but they show a lot of love, my right dear.
0: Yeah.
1: Show a lot of love, man. I mean,
0: I know, uh, yeah. Look, I know. I know one of the big reasons why you were able to get out it was because of COVID. I mean, the fact that COVID was hitting and and you were suffering from health issues yourself. How was? How did you find COVID being dealt with while you were in prison? No, I, I had COVID. You had COVID too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I had COVID. Uh, look, man, I woke up. I woke up one day, man. I had a beard. I was wondering how the hell I get a beard, and I don't remember. Uh, you know, then uh, fourteen days later. I'm wondering what happened to them, I'm still trying to figure out what happened to them 14 days and I woke up with a beard, I'm like this. Man, what? Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, see, so it's just uh, uh, that COVID is a bad, the baddest thing to ever hit Earth. That, that, uh, you know, it don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? It don't discriminate. You know, and there's a lot of people that died, you know what I'm saying, in COVID. But one thing about that cobra, when it touch you, you might not die from it. Damn it, they're gonna make you have to recover from it in some kind of way, you know, and you're gonna attack the weakest part of your body that you're dealing with. And uh and I said to that cobra, I went to the window, hospital window, looked out the window, I told, I told that cobra, I said, You picked the right MF this time. I'm gonna fight your ass. And I fought it, and I'm, I'm, I'm recovering further now. I think that reading that help. I think that hip is uh, uh, that COVID let me know. Yeah, okay, uh, uh, you whoop me, but I'm gonna whoop you a little bit too. And so uh, now I gotta go have an operation. So, so he that, that COVID got to last, laugh, laugh.
0: But uh, well, but you laugh, laugh after you got that surgery tomorrow because you're gonna feel so much better. Oh, I yeah. can see that. I know some people have been through that surgery and you know you're going to you're going to feel like you got a new you you be out there dancing with that cane, <laughs> yeah. right
1: that's right that's right that's what i'm talking about
0: but now so i mean but but where did while you were in prison and you're dealing with this were were the was a system set up to handle covid
1: no 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 they weren't set up, and they weren't even trying to get set up for it. Uh, look, as far as I'm concerned, they, I guess they thought that they need a few of them to die anyway. See, this is, way, this is our way out. And uh, they just, they knew they knew it was coming. They had warning, but they didn't try to stop it. And a lot of friends of mine was dying. And I'm looking at them, and then I talk to a guy, and then guy tell me, you know what? His name just died. I what? And he said, you know, such and such has died. I said, what? And he was dying, man. And I wonder when I was, I gonna be next.
0: Wow. What's
1: so they problem? don't care. They don't care my tale. That's why I'm saying there's a lot of things that I, I can speak about, come and speak the truth. And they can listen to me and I can tell them what's going on in there. What's, what's really happening. Why are these streets turning red all of a sudden? You know, what I'm saying the only thing you gotta do is just listen to what I'm telling them And uh start doing right. Quit turning your head to the truth. Quit being a politician all the time. You know, be a human being. Show some kind of humanity towards another human being.
0: I'm telling you, well, I'm so glad that the governor ended up showing you some humanity. Have you did you have an opportunity to say thank you to her?
1: No. Uh but I would, uh, uh uh they uh, they they're working on it, trying to trying to get it. But the attorney general, that's another one your friends, I can yeah. tell you. Uh the attorney general, I, I I spoke to her and me and her uh me and her uh shared some tears together. You know, and uh and then she, she she's a beautiful soul.
0: And- well you know when you talk to her again, tell her I said thank you for responding to me. I was I was just so happy that she literally reached back out and sent that letter out, and it was quoted in the newspaper as a saying that, you know, she was going to do everything she could do, to get you. She did.
1: Yeah, and uh, I know who was fortunate. You was fortunate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, not really what you call fortunate, but you was, you was there, man. You was there, and uh, you was in the air. You was in the air, and and uh, both y'all worked good together.
0: Absolutely. Have you got an opportunity to? To, now that you, you said you got a chance to shed some tears, but have you had an opportunity to sit down and give her some conscious or some some real good criticisms about what needs to be changed in the prison system?
1: That's what our next. Talk, that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to get another uh, set with her. You know I'm saying? We talk real business. You know I'm saying? The emotional thing, that's over with. Now let's talk. Uh, let, let me tell you the truth. Let me speak to you about something you probably don't know about is because I lived it for 25 years. I heard the voices, you know what I'm saying? I still hear the voices, you know what I'm saying? So all I'm doing, telling, telling her, I want to tell her everything I know that I believe that can help.
0: Give me some examples of some of the stuff that you think could help right now They may put some changes in place in the prison system.
1: Oh, good, I'm ready to go. I, the, the prison reform is what uh, they, well, they just started a thing called Michael Thompson's uh, clemency uh, project, and uh, and and this guy named Horace Peterson, they got something going right now in uh, Lansing uh, for this guy Horace Peterson. Horace Peterson's been in prison for fifty fifty three years, man. And, uh, and but let me explain something to you about that, though. Okay, the prison reform. All they got to do, man, is, is see, them guys in prison have been in prison all that long, 40 years, 50 years, all that. These guys are called OGs. And uh, them OGs can come back in their community. They like fathers, man. They like fathers to their community. And a lot of them young guys look up to them cats, man. You know what i But this guy, Horace Peterson, and I want you to really check this out, uh, my dear. This is a good guy, uh, Horace Peterson. Horse Peterson, that felony murder. They got so many guys in there on that felony murder. That means that because you was there, you got the same time that trigger happy cat that you took in there with you. And he went in there with the intentions to kill, but you didn't. But he went in there with a gun, but you didn't. And these guys didn't have no gun, they had no intention of going and killing nobody, but because somebody killed somebody. They're at the same time. Now, all these guys I'm speaking about, uh, they've been in prison 50-some years now, 40-some years. Then you got a guy named Robert Cannon. he, he in a fist fight. The guy died in a, in a fist fight. They both had it was fisting, fisting up together. And, and he been down 36 years. So, it was not his intention to kill nobody. You know, if he was, you know what I'm saying, he had a gun, or he had a weapon or something. New. It's, it's, it's a fence fight. Just how how we grew up, you know, we grew up fence fighting, you know what I'm saying, and, and stuff like that. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And uh, uh, and then you need to bring back the good time. Good time. Let, you give a guy a sense of, of uh, you know, to work his way down to, to set his own self free. You know what I'm saying? Uh and then the bitch offender, the rope, I call it. The rope. Uh bitch offenders only they only put a bitch of, uh bitch of fenders on guys of uh, people of color. They don't do that with white guys too often. Very seldom, very seldom. And the that bitch of fenders, they use it when they get ready, you know, they read really, when they get ready to chop you up, they or they really get ready to put that rope really around your neck. They put that bitch of on, which they did to me. And see, so that bitch of Fender need to be demolished. That uh, felony murder need to be revisited, and the good time need to be restored.
0: Because I mean, I, I can see, what, especially when it comes to or to uh, you know, uh, uh, the person who gets the same charge as the person who pulled the trigger, you know. I I can definitely see why after forty years or after you know just thirty years, most of these guys are not now turned into seventy-year-old hardened criminals. Hey, they, there you go, know,
1: there right? you go. There you go. There you go. They they didn't outgrow uh, the criminal mentality, man. They done outgrew that, and these are the people that can you can put back in your community, and save your community, and help them help these young kids find their fathers. Because you gotta understand a single mother trying to raise a child right today and she's trying to work too. You know, the child will turn to some love somewhere because the mother ain't gonna be able to give her, give the child that much love uh, as a single parent. And so the child will turn to the street for some love. And when the child turns to the street for some love, eventually, Penitentiary will become a mother and a father.
0: Absolutely, my friend. Well, I can't wish you more than the most happiness in the world, my friend. I I hope that your surgery goes well tomorrow. Um, I really, really do. And um, you say thank you to the gentleman who has been helping to take care of you and give you the job that you need. And I hope that I hope that maybe they consider giving you the Michael Thompson. Brand of cannabis. I mean, yeah. you know, why not? <laughs> I mean, OG, OGM, you know <laughs> I mean? OGMT. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. I mean, I, something like that. I definitely, if I was in the state of Michigan, I would definitely go look for it in the dispensary. You know, I mean, look for it for sale because, uh, you know, I think that since you've spent so much time on behalf of this industry. I think you should make some money off this industry. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I know that that's probably something that uh, you can't do for at least four years, and you probably they'll probably try to put some restriction on you to be able to be able to deal with cannabis. But I, from a licensing standpoint, you have right to sell your license, and your yeah. license is your image. Yes,
1: yeah, right.
0: You no, know, right. you know your image is uh, You know, again, I think that OGMT man, that that sounds like good stuff. With <laughs> me. man standing like that I put that brand out <laughs> tomorrow. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's a yeah, big yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh Hey, I was, Bob, how would you meet uh my team? I want to see your face, man. Well, you, man. Man. Oh,
0: all right. man. No, how are you? How are you? So, Thank he you is, so we are a licensed cannabis facility, grow and uh, cultivation and processing, and he is employed through us, our company. So we're doing a lot for him. It's great to have him on board. It's 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 a pleasure to meet you. Absolutely. So well, I know you know I I got a brand that's out there that's uh matter of fact, we just signed a deal here in the East Coast and we're getting ready to to start sending our products. We're doing our C B D first and then you know later this year we'll be uh you know going into a THC line again and maybe I'll come in and see you guys and see what I, know, I got going. Mike Tyson coming in Friday. Well, there you go. All right. Good, Good again. Good I again. like the MTOG. <laughs> hey, come on, man! I think you got to do that because Michael got <laughs> you, got that about in every state. Everybody knows about him. I,
1: know.
0: <laughs> you know I mean, and and, uh, and which well, after you you recover from this surgery tomorrow, and it shouldn't take you more than about a week or two, I think, to get back up and moving because they yeah. love to get you walking like the first or second day. I think yeah. like the second day. So, what are your plans for the next year? Or so, you got to get through this this four year probation. But what's what's your plan for, let's say, the well, in the next couple of months? Well,
1: next couple months is my thing is prison reform, and uh, to like say them guys they down in Lansing right now uh, at the governor's uh, house protesting for this guy named Horace Peterson, oh. and uh, and they they using a uh, video I did, uh, uh, Michael Thompson Clemency uh, Project. And uh I'm working with them uh but but the, the uh prison reform I just want people to understand uh, uh what's happening with them guys in there and uh-huh. and they hurt man. they suffering in there, man. and mm-hmm. you know the great flood came out my tail uh they the washing machine broke down, and they didn't care they didn't try to get it fixed and nothing, nothing like that and uh and I washed my clothes the toilet store. And uh, because of water, the, the flushing the water, it gave me a, a better rent, And uh, and it's just that they didn't even try, man. They didn't even try to get I, I, uh, to get it fixed. But for as far as I'm concerned, I was wearing some clean clothes. But it may sound bad, you know what I'm saying, I need to my clothes in the toilet. But for as far as I'm concerned, it was clean. They were clean, you know. So it just I had to find some kind of way. But it's, so basically what I'm saying, I say all that I said is to you, my dad. They don't care. They have no fear of the consequences of their actions whatsoever.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you were out there, Michael. You're being heard. Keep that voice as loud as you possibly can, my friend. I do wish you so well from the surgery and hope you recover quickly. And I hope there are no long lingering symptoms from COVID. And I know you're in good hands with some people out there who are helping to take care of you. And um, you know when you when you're ready to 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 get that brand up and moving around the country, <laughs> reach out to me. You know what I mean? Because uh, reach out to me because I'll make sure I scream it at the, at the loudest trumpets you can hear from. Okay.
1: Okay, appreciate it.
0: So, and I appreciate you coming on. And you know, you always have a home here as you're moving forward and and getting some of these initiatives, you know, brought to bear and and getting people to, to listen. You know you always have a platform here, okay, Michael? I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you. I thank you, uh, thank you so much for being a part of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. I know our viewers are going to love the fact that you were here and they applaud the fact that you are looking healthy and looking well. And now let's get you up and walking well. And uh you take care of yourself, yourself, my brother, okay? I thank you. Yes, sir. Thank appreciate you. And thank you for tuning into this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments.